0: Time here on the sports objective. I am Dave, ladies and gentlemen, along with Kyle from LaGrange. Barber, how are you, man? What's
1: going on, fellas? Good news, good news, good news. Uh, Rudolph save Christmas again this year.
0: I haven't had it, it's on my DVR. I was going to mention that. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, uh, I'll watch that later on. Bubba Rosenbaum, how are you, man? Doing well, guys. Glad you are. No doubt about it. Very excited to get a big win Ninety-one sixty-two. Uh, for East Carolina over North Carolina Wesleyan and guys uh, I know that uh, everybody says well they should win but the good news is uh, with everything going on with COVID Kyle it's huh. it's crazy how the very fact we, we have games canceled and we think we're going to play here and then uh, to have this game and be able to get a victory is it, really big for us.
1: Yeah if anybody knows about COVID it's me uh, I, you know I, I was sick for over two weeks whether well, it tested negative and then towards the end of it, as I've started, as I've started to get better, I test positive at it the whole time. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. It's not while we're here. Uh, yeah, it's good to play games. You know, we already had a couple games canceled. It was good we've been able to make them up. Um, got to play Charlotte, got a very nice win. And now Wesleyan, you, you would have hoped we could have got a D1 game with all the D1 teams in the area. But we'll take what we can get right now and – took care of business against Wesleyan tonight, did not play well, I really don't think, particularly on the defensive end, but.
0: Yeah, If didn't play
1: question. well against Wesleyan or somebody like of that ilk, we, we may win a close one or or even get upset. Tonight, we don't play well, and we still blow them out.
0: Yeah, and one of the reasons is, in the past, we would have struggled against the North Carolina Wesleyan, and we probably won the game by, you know, 10, 12 points, but tonight, uh, you know, at halftime, that uh, we were only up by 14, Bubba, and it looked like that uh, it was going to be a tighter game. Pirates did a nice job of out of the break, they come out and they really put the game away. Yeah, we did. And um,
2: going back to the start, though, um, very much like the Charlotte game, um, we, we fell behind that one 20 to 10. This one, we did have a lead. Um, it was 13 to 11, something like that, seven minutes in. But we were playing pretty sloppy. And at that point, and it didn't, it didn't uh, shock me um, to see us pour it on later. Um, like we've already said, um, we get the Division Three opponent, and we did what we would expect to do, and what we would hope to do. Um, but um, there, when we only had that two-point lead seven minutes into the game, I think um, Brandon sub. Had a three-point play. Noah Faircon got into the ball game, knocked down a couple threes, and that really jump-started us, and we we built a 22-point lead at 43-21. Um, but give North Carolina Wesleyan credit; they they took advantage of our sluggishness, and um, they have a couple of very good players themselves, on which I'll get to later on. Uh, but uh, in, in just McDowell and McDowell, and then also. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember the other young man's name, but um, they had had tremendous games. McDowell had 23 against Coastal. He had 26 tonight against the Pirates. Um, but um, they they closed the half on on a run, and like they said, you know, cut it to 14, what 44 to 30, or something like that at halftime.
1: Yeah. You think no, that kid? Will, you think that kid will end up transferring to a Division One after this year?
0: Is that uh, Noah Farrakhan? No, he's no, he, the, he plays he was, for he was, Division he, One. He plays for East Carolina. He's
2: talking about the McDowell kid. For, oh, you uh, are talking about the McDowell kid? <laughs> right. da- da- Damien McDowell from North Carolina yeah. well,
1: Hopefully, Farrakhan is does yeah, he he's playing for a D one already. But uh, no, know, i went uh,
0: to another school.
1: McDowell, yeah, McDowell. Um, who? Uh, from what I heard, listening to the game, uh, he was highly recruited. And then got injured, and ended up not playing basketball his senior year. That's how he ended up at Wesleyan.
0: That's correct, and uh, what Farrakhan uh, was highly recruited and picks uh, East Carolina because of his relationship with Joe Dooley and Joe being a Jersey guy, and so is Farrakhan. And I tell you what, Farrakhan uh, doesn't look very—he doesn't look intimidated or scared, Bubba, to be a freshman in a big boy league, and it's good to see him. Uh, Get his first start tonight. And it was uh, smart, I think, by the coaching staff that don't you think, Bubba, to bring him in on a no offense to North Carolina Wesleyan to bring him in a game like tonight where uh, it's not like it's a conference tournament or the first time you're playing. It's actually you can get and get the uh, your feet underneath you, so to speak, and you get a chance to play and uh, had some nice minutes.
2: Yeah, he really did. Um, before I go back to Noah Farrakhan, Isaiah Lewis was the other player from North Carolina Wesleyan I was trying to think of. Um, he had a nice game as well, 14 points in 21 minutes, and he has now scored in double figures in all three of North Carolina Wrestling's games up to this point, uh, which have all been against Division One competition, Elon, Coastal Carolina, and of course, um, East Carolina tonight. But... Um, Going back to Noah Farrakhan, yeah, it's nice to be able to ease him in. Uh, I think he finished up playing 16 minutes and didn't knock down those two threes. He was, he was two out of six from the floor, two out of five from three. Um, everything tonight with him, um, as I just stated, was perimeter oriented. I, I'm, you can really still sense his athleticism, though, and I'm looking forward to, to watching him attack the basket in, in the future.
0: No question about it. Uh, by the way, folks, we will have post-game comments from Joe Dooley, Jaden Gardner, and Noah Faircon, and Bubba, our good friend B Pays. Do you want to put up his comment? Uh, good to see Noah. I want to give a shout out to B Pays. Uh, I know he's moved around. He was in the Green area for a long time. He's a great pirate and uh, certainly loves his basketball like us. So B Pays, um, hope you're doing well, man. Thanks for uh, viewing. Uh, here tonight. Uh, guys, with the with the game itself, uh, the great thing you look at it, it uh, one of the wrinkles this year that maybe some fans don't know is we start. I think Kyle, you already alluded to the fact that we have SMU coming up and that'll be on the 16th. So you have three home games coming up after tonight. Uh, Bubba, it's going to be a nice little stretch to get yourself ready for conference play, which is, is normally would be like New Year's Day. Instead, it's going to be December 16th.
2: Yeah, Dave, I'm taking a look at the schedule and the way things are shaping up right now. I'm assuming we have no COVID adjustments. Uh, Radford, 2 o'clock on Saturday. UNC Wilmington on the 7th at 7 o'clock. And then uh, North Florida
1: on December 10th at 6 p.m. How many points did uh, Jaden finish with tonight? 24, 27, 28,
0: 27. It was yeah. way up there.
1: He
2: yeah, had 27. And, 27, okay. He, he was 11 out of 12 from the floor. 27 points in 28 minutes for Jaden Garner.
1: It did it so quietly. You know, that's what I, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything flashy tonight. It was just, but another, just a eh, 27 point performance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. But the good news is that Bubba is that uh, Joe Dooley has more pieces now to work with. And the fact that you have Jaden quietly get the 27, but you got a lot of guys you can go to a lot of guys that are playing Uh, really, really good basketball. The good thing is, uh, you know, Kyle, we were talking pre-show. They really didn't play well tonight, but they still win by 29. A good sign for the Pirates that uh, we're more athletic. We have the uh, physicality now that you're looking for, that Joe Dooley talks about, that mental toughness. And uh, guys like Farrakhan, those guys are playing big boy basketball at the high school level. You bring them in because you know that they're not scared. They're not going to be go. Oh gosh, we're playing Memphis tonight or Cincinnati or Houston um, because they're playing top level guys. that are going to be going to those schools anyway.
1: Right? Yeah, and you know, as far as tonight's performance, uh, we did what we needed to do. It, it, it's hard to get motivated to play. You know, hard nosed defense when you when you, you when you know you you know you're just going to out talent them at the offensive end. So it's hard to get motivated to play the kind of defense you did against Charlotte, for example. But no, you're, you're right. When you, when you guard, Jaden Gardner are already not intimidated by anybody. You got, you got guys like Farrakhan coming in who, you know, who have been playing top notch talent their whole life in high school and, and, you know, Nike in Nike camps and AAU leagues and all that kind of stuff. So they're not going to be intimidated, you know, going into Memphis or Cincinnati or, or Wichita, wherever. So, um, no, we're building, man. We're building. I, I think, uh, I think we we have the potential this year to be a middle-of-the-pack American team. And, you know, I don't know what kind of postseason play is going to be out there beyond the NCAA. But, you know, who knows? It's early in the year to be talking about that. But, you know, we could be looking at some postseason play, I think, if we continue to, de- to develop this year. And, you know, uh, the non-conference schedule kind of is what it is. One thing I, I do question about the non-conference schedule um Charlotte was good. Uh, I, I don't think I think Wilmington's been playing pretty good basketball this year, guys, haven't they? So I mean uh, Well they're yeah. young
0: they're young this year, but uh, it's great to have them on the non conference schedule. Schedule the war on the shore. Uh to have them uh this year. It's in Greenville, uh one of the non conference games. So I thought um, they had um, 80, a nice
1: win against somebody. Maybe I'm the second.
2: Kyle, you are correct. Uh, UNC Wilmington after getting routed in their opener by Western Carolina, 98 to 76. So they bounced back. UNC Asheville was steadily improving under, under their coach, Mike Morrell. And they, they defeated Asheville on their home court or at at least in the, at least in Asheville. I I may have actually been downtown, but 76 to 68. And then they also beat Troy 73 to 50.
1: That's the one I saw was the win over Troy uh, Sunbelt team. So, uh, yeah, it was two and one. And, um, so you you just you wonder how 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 well the schedule is going to get us ready for conference play it kind of is what it is this year. But uh right now just Charlotte, a good games Yeah, Charlotte and Wilmington uh good opponents and you know I I don't know nothing about the Highlanders. How is Radford guys our next opponent? How how are the Highlanders?
2: Radford is 0 and 3. They have been competitive in all three losses though. And they have a a very young ball club. They they lost 86 percent of their scoring they lost eight pieces from a season ago including all five starters and uh, so they're really trying to find themselves some um, but they um, they ended up losing by 15 but virginia Tech um, is obviously uh, pretty pretty solid and um, they, they if not leading the hokies um, were right there at halftime before falling by 15 and then they lost a three-point game to norfolk state and then a maybe an eight or nine point decision to jmu
1: Okay, so and even though they lost, it sounds like they're you know played competitive in all three games, including against the Hokies. I mean, so yeah. worthy competition coming in from from Radford Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Um, so that'll be uh, i will be interesting to see if we can keep improving um, as uh as as Wilmington. That's one everybody always has circled as Wilmington comes to town uh, Monday.
0: Yeah. Monday night. That's right. Monday night. I believe it's at six o'clock with uh, this game. But um, by the way, folks, the game on Saturday will be two o'clock, 1 airtime for Jeff Charles and company. So that'll be uh, fantastic with he and Cy Seymour. Appreciate their call tonight. Great job. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at ECU. Uh, they yeah, had a why, game. Why for- the
1: five o'clock tip? Does anybody know why we had a five o'clock tip? I mean, that that was seemed very odd to me.
3: I know Maybe no fans seven. can be
1: there. So you could argue, what does it matter? But I guess, you know, if you started it an hour or two later, it would give people a better time to get home to stream it.
0: I don't know. That's a good, I thought that when I saw the time, I I looked at it a couple of times. I thought that my eyes were playing tricks on me. I've been uh, really tired lately at work. But uh, anyway, if you have some comments you want to put up tonight, uh, we'll get some more fans that are chiming in, friends and fans of ours. So. Uh, let's put Brendan Shapiro up. He said, saw some really good things tonight. Overall, the three-point shooting looked a lot better. I'm not convinced we even played to our full potential. I think our no. talent just greatly outweighed theirs. No,
1: we haven't even come close in either game to playing to our full potential against Charlotte or against Wesleyan. Um, so that's what excites me. You know, you, you you blow Wesleyan out of the gym. You don't think you played your best. Your best you beat Charlotte at Charlotte for the first time since 1983 and you come away from the offensive side thinking you didn't play well on that end of the ball so that's what's exciting is you know you look at the talent on this team and they keep improving we could be competitive in this league this year
0: yeah that's that's the thing is that um, we're we're predicted I think bubble what is it 10th uh, Overall, um, I think it was was No. Yeah, Temple ninth. and
2: we're we're predicting ninth from ninth eighth. out
0: of eleventh. That's right. We are headed to Temple and Tulane. Tulane. I I forget that UConn is uh no longer with us, but uh, the conference. But so ninth overall, and I really believe that you know, sigh and we were talking about that. Uh, if you could somehow finish uh, fifth or sixth, then you definitely have a shot at uh, making the being a bubble team for the NIT. Uh, you're going to do some a post-conference uh, uh, tournament play, if you will, post-season play. Uh, so we'll see about that. But uh, right now you got to play the games. And, guys, we have uh, – it's very odd with – we have this year 20 league games instead of 18, three games. We'll already have three games of conference play under our belt by the end of the year. I mean, that's just uh, amazing. So no yeah, time I mean, to – Yeah,
1: then you got a non-conference game. I James Madison. After conference play starts, how often do you see that happening?
0: Yeah, so you better you better be ready. But the good news is we've got the definitely have the horses now to to compete in a big boy league like our friend Sia Seymour would say. When you look at the guys, you look tonight. I mean, those guys are long and they're lean, very athletic. Hey, hey
1: Baba, Baba, David I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to remember to tell Boba this. Uh, for whatever reason, Jessica thinks my wife, Jessica thinks Cy Seymour sounds like your dad, Gary.
2: Really? Yeah. I would have never guessed that.
1: I, I don't, I don't hear it either, but that's, that's what she, she, she thinks they sound similar. So I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't
0: uh, we got to get Cy Seymour and uh, Gary on the same show. Uh, maybe we could, we'll see if, <laughs> if they sound like- <laughs> I don't think they do at all,
1: but that's, that's, uh, that's what she said, so.
0: Our buddy B pays has a question uh, there, bubba if you want going to put that up, uh, do the basketball players get a free year to like uh, football? And I believe they do. Don't they, I believe they do. That is correct. Yeah, they do. That's right. So, that's, B
2: so and that's something that came up um, with coach Dooley in multiple press conferences here recently. Um, you've heard coach Dooley since the time he um, came back to Greenville, talk about getting old and staying old. And, um, Obviously, unfortunate circumstances, but um, that could be one positive. If we continue to play well, um, these guys could be with us for a long time. If they if they want to remain part of the program, we could uh, really get old and stay old.
1: Does the rule get passed, guys, where guys can transfer what I to sit out once?
0: They haven't passed. That's something that is, I don't think they've had a vote on that yet. Not to my knowledge. I haven't heard of the last week or so, but it's coming up, but I don't think they voted on it. Have they, Bubba? I was, Is, yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's basically a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. You've heard the way uh, the coaches are talking, but I'm not, one, I'm not 100% that it. it's been pushed through just yet.
1: If they pass that with everybody having an extra year of eligibility, you're good. God almighty. You, you're going to see so many transfers. Uh, it'll, 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 your head will spin. And I don't just mean in East Carolina, I mean, throughout the whole world of college basketball, we're transferring is already
0: an epidemic. Yes, it's a, it's a terrible thing because uh, we always want to look out for the players. Yes. But the problem is now in the society we live in now, it used to be that when I was growing up and say you go to college, the guy would be a freshman, he'd see some minutes and then, by the time he was a junior, then he was a starter and a senior. He had a, a huge year and maybe he has a shot at the pros for as college basketball. Now, uh, if I don't get minutes now, I'm going here and I'm going there. And, um, and and it's not like you can only transfer one time, guys. You can transfer one time uh, with no penalty and you can still transfer after that. You would have to sit out like we're dealing with now. But who's to say a guy could be like a Seth Ladea, he could like, transfer three or four places. Um, but... After you transfer a few times, you probably should look in the mirror and notice that it may not be the coaches or the players. It might just be me. Yeah. That's, that's I mean. No, no doubt. You know, you know unless, the so, unless the players, I mean, sorry, Bob, I'll say this real quick. Unless coaches are doing something immoral, legal or something, that's the only way that you should leave the program. I mean, that's just my opinion. They, You know, you, you agree to go to that program. Uh, do your best sometimes it doesn't always work out we understand but a lot of times these guys the people i'm talking about are just they should have gotten 28 or 30 minutes and they only got 15 uh you know so anyway go ahead bubba
2: you know earlier guys we we referenced how the defensive effort was not what it needs to be um, how north Carolina Wesleyan shot 49 percent from the floor um and here you take a look on the screen um for our live viewers, as far as these numbers, um, the Pirates had 17 more shot attempts because they, they forced 21 North Carolina Wesleyan turnovers. Um, so East Carolina was 34 out of 66, 52%. Meanwhile, North Carolina Wesleyan was 24-49 for 49%. The Pirates, after starting one out of seven from three, uh, made eight of their last 16. Uh, to finish at 39%, n- 9 out of 23. Meanwhile, North Carolina Wesleyan was 5 out of 13, 38%. Um, hey, the, the, the Pirates uh, finished 14 out of 22 from the line, so not nearly what it needs to be there. But, um, you know, you expect to get to the line significantly more than a Division III opponent. We did that. We just got to knock more of those down. Um Held the rebound advantage, not as much as you would have hoped, but thirty to twenty-five there, uh, twenty-four to eleven in assist. And um, the Pirates, after turning it over six times there in the first half, uh, took better care of the basketball and turned it over nine total for the game. Uh, so kind of yeah. like, kind of like that Charlotte game in the in the sense that you know you you were kind of sloppy, especially considering uh, North Carolina Wesleyan was playing so much zone and they went to the zone like Jaden Gardner, Gardner excuse me, references uh, here in a few minutes when we'll hear his post-game comments. They played about 35 minutes of zone tonight, which was good for us, folks. Um, that's something that um, we we need to be able to knock down those perimeter shots and, uh, and be able to attack that 2-3 zone like North Carolina Wesley presented.
0: Bubba, did yeah. Stacey have something she wanted to add?
2: <laughs> Apparently.
0: Uh the fact that they, we only had nine turnovers, guys, you remember last year how we had so many turnovers? I mean, it's just like something we've had issues with. Uh, very happy to see that, uh, yes, you would uh, like Coach Julie, we'll get to his comments in just a second, but uh, turnovers is something that's plagued this team. And the other thing is the three point shooting. I know it's North Carolina Wesley, and I get that, but they're starting to make more of their shots. Uh, that you, when you don't have that many open shots, open looks, so when you have a chance, then go ahead and uh, light it up. And I'm glad to see they're they're making more right now, and that's a really good thing. So it's almost uh, what like about they
1: were overcoached the, 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 against Charlotte? We were throwing up shots way too early, and tonight against Wesleyan, there was open shots and they weren't taking them at times. It, it, it yeah. almost makes me wonder if if uh, I don't know if overcoached or if they took the coaching too hard. Y- y- y'all know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. Uh, guys, do you, uh, Bubba, do you want to go ahead and uh, go to coach? Yeah, we'll go to Coach Dooley here in
2: just a moment. Um, b pays chiming in saying, did they bench J.J. Miles? No, uh, he was battling an upset stomach. Um, so, um, the good news is that J.J. should be returning to practice tomorrow, uh, like you'll hear Joe Dooley reference here in just a moment. And um, he should be good to go for Saturday's
0: game against Radford. That's dynamite. All right, so let's uh, go to. Can we have, we'll have comments first from Coach Joe Dooley, and uh, as he's going there, let's uh, let's go to him, and let's go to Coach Joe Dooley, and let's go to him right now. Guys.
4: yeah, fire away, Coach. Just your overall thoughts on tonight's win. Uh, some. Some really good things, very, very disappointed, though, in our defense. I was, you know, the percentage the number of points given up uh, is, is an adequate number of points, but the percentages were way too high. You know, we guarded really well that Charlotte the other day, and we were a little lackadaisical, I think, because sometimes when you score easy, you, you ease up a little bit on defense, and uh, that was disappointing. We've got to get that solved. We gave up way too many easy points, and we did force some turnovers. 21 forced turnovers is a good number. We can't have people shooting that number, especially in our building. Joe,
5: you did get 17 more shots off than they did. Got out pretty well in transition. This is a group that looks like they're pretty comfortable with one another, and uh, it's getting deeper as you seem to
4: progress here. I, I, you know, We did some – I mean, it's, it's – you know, as coaches were always negative about everything. I, I, you know, the, the number of turnovers, nine is a good number. Uh, I, I did think we shared the wall. Sometimes we, we almost overpassed the wall. Um, I, I did think that – uh, you know, we, we probably passed down, a, passed up a few good shots. And we had a few bobbles in the first half that, that you know, were, were part of those nine turnovers. We probably could have easily had five or six turnovers at, at the most. And that's a good number, you know. So, you know, you know we only turned it over ten times at Charlotte. Value the ball, get a chance to shoot it. And I, I talk to them with the guys all the time. If we don't turn it over, we can shoot it. And the ball is moving, 24 assists is a good number. And percentage from the field and from the three-point line are good numbers.
5: Joe, you got to work against uh, a lot of zone obviously uh, tonight didn't see a whole lot against Charlotte that uh,
4: I guess has to be a positive on some level right oh it's great I mean it's 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 great to see it you know, it's great to see a ton of zone um, you know you go from a we played two different paces you know Charlotte's in the 300s and an adjusted pace and obviously North Carolina Westian plays a lot faster so it's the guys have seen different looks that like you're going to see all season and uh, playing against zone you know we work on zone every day but so you play against it a lot, you know. You just got to get a feel. I did think we found some open windows and were able to pass it. I thought we, like I said earlier, we passed up some good open shots, but we did also get the ball to, to the rim a few times to, to Jaden
0: and to Lucci. And, and for the most part, I was happy with the way we attacked his zone. Coach, Noah getting his first start tonight as a freshman. How did you feel? How did he play tonight? He played well. I thought he did some good things. Uh, the big thing for Noah is, is to get comfortable with him. And for him, I, I
4: thought some of the things he did, he guarded the ball pretty well. I think he's starting to understand and see some of the things that, uh, you know, how to empty on screens, how to get through screens, and, uh, you know, just to react a little bit. You know, we, we've got a—we our transition defense. Our guards didn't watch too much tonight. So, you know, we'll take those clips from that and try to help those guys and teach them from the, from the tape.
3: With Tremont again today, no turnovers. I mean, it seems like he's just really facilitating and kind of embracing that role. I mean, how impressive have you to him with the first two games with that. I mean, he's been terrific, not turning it over. I think that
4: one of the big things for us is, uh, you know, he has really shot the ball well in the preseason. And uh, he, you know, he turned down too many. I thought he had three or four. He had one right in front of our bench where I thought he should have shot it, and one at the top of the key on the other end where I thought he should have shot it. But he is looking to get guys involved. I think he has a good feel for what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, he's got some more experience. he got a year under his belt. How oh, good was it to see multiple guys step up, kind of knock down some threes tonight, see the ball go through the net for their confidence? Yeah, we got off to a bad start, which so it was good to see the ball go through the basket because I think we started 0 for 5 or 0 for 6, and, uh, you know, to end up, you know, with 39%. I think that's that's a number that we can live with. Uh, uh, you know, I thought, obviously, uh, once Noah hit a couple, it seemed to, you know, lighten the load a little bit. And, I do think J.J. will shoot in the, when we get him back will be in the mid-30s and that, that'll that be another added weapon for us against zones. Can you talk a little bit about Lucci DeBoe's progress? Uh, he seems to be easing his way back in here a little bit. Well, he's an energy guy. I mean, you see how many plays he makes around the rim. He's running down loose balls. He's, uh, he's out in transition. Um, he, he does a lot of things. He talks. Um, You know, he didn't guard the ball in the perimeter as well as he had. He let a couple guys get downhill, which he didn't let the other day. But I I do think he adds a whole other dynamic to our our lineup. what was J.J.'s status tonight? He's got an upset stomach. So we've we've obviously – hopefully we'll have him back at some point tomorrow. Um, I would say we're just waiting day by day. And he's been out a day or two. So hopefully hopefully we'll hear something in the morning.
3: Hey, with this setting, obviously, just without fans and kind of the glass and different stuff, we all get used to this at some point. You think, mean will it take weeks, or do, does it? Every game gets used to it. You know, what do you think about that?
4: Uh, it'll probably take a little bit. I, you know, the one thing it doesn't do is, you know, it doesn't change your depth of perception. I mean, that's that. You know, so you get into these arenas, and so that sometimes it's a little bit different. You know, Charlotte blacked out some of the upper deck the other day. They they had curtains, so it didn't look as empty to tell you the truth uh I, I don't know that we're, you're gonna but you're not really focused once you start playing you're really not focused on all that other stuff to tell you the truth you know, you're not with that there's, there's crowd or there's no band i think the big thing is really just focus on playing and throw our guys energy on the bench was good uh supporting each other and um, you know we'll just we'll just keep playing it by ear anything else guys
5: joe could you just get i'm sorry joe could you give a uh, kind of a look at radford obviously they've had some great success last couple of years a younger team this year but they're well coached
4: very well coached uh you know they unfortunately for them they got hit with the uh the grad transfer bug uh lost really good player their guards are young uh they've got two double figure scores um you know had a had a chance to win at james madison the other day had a uh, struggle with norfolk state uh play i thought they played really well especially towards probably about the first 30 minutes against virginia tech it was a dog fight against virginia tech so um you know we're We've already started to prepare for them. We've got to get our defense lined up because um, uh, they can they can push the ball in transition and score. Coach Tristan
2: didn't shoot the ball very well tonight, but just talk about everything he brings to the table: eight rebounds, seven
4: assists, and four steals. Well, I mean he's a threat, uh, you know, even when he's not making shots. The other thing is, I, I think like we keep talking about, and you guys know it, is that. Uh, when a guy can make a shot, it stretches the floor, and people are going to respect and guard him. That's why, hopefully, when we get JJ back, and if Brandon continues to develop, the floor will get a little bit wider, which will create driving lines. And that's a big thing for us. I thought that uh, you know Tristan does. You know he, he's got good height. People don't realize how tall he is. Um, he, he can facilitate for himself. He can facilitate for others. And uh, you know he's at athletic. He's a big guard. He goes in there, and rebounds, which I love because then we can get out and transition quicker. Like
5: one more
4: guys, if any. All right, thanks. Have a
0: good night,
2: guys. Dave, you're muted.
0: (laughs) I I don't know why it was muted. I was talking and it was not muted, and then muted. So anyway, uh, Coach Joe Julie there appreciate his comments after the game and. Uh, It's been great for us to have a great have him back, have that coaching staff back. You look at the team, as we mentioned, and Bub, I know you had some individual stats you wanted to. Yeah, we talked about how Jaden Gardner had 27 points in 28 minutes.
2: Uh, Taking a look at those numbers, um, Jaden was 11 out of 12. From, from the floor, um, we we had four guys in double figures. Um, Brandon Suggs finished with 14 and five, knocking down um, both of the three-pointers he attempted, which is which is huge. And, uh, and Tristan Newton, 11 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and four steals. And so there with, I don't know, maybe eight or nine minutes left, he already had 11, seven, and seven. I thought he may get a triple-double. but um, The fig, here.
1: the fig, close to the triple-double.
2: And then uh, Batumba, Broody, Batumba has ten points and six rebounds, another, yeah. another solid game for him. And um, there you see um, McDowell and Lewis who had solid games that, that we've already talked about for North Carolina Wesleyan. And then uh, Tremont Robinson-White, um, five assists, no turnovers against Charlotte. He follows that up with nine assists, zero turnovers tonight. Last year, you know, he was battling injuries and uh, making the transition to to Division One basketball, um, but uh, 56, 56 assists, sixty-two turnovers last year. Uh, this year, fourteen to zero um, assists to turnovers through two games. That's that's uh, can't be perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's solid. <laughs> hey, uh, McDowell, um, you know uh, Jeff Charles cracked me up uh, during the game. Uh, McDowell played uh, played his high school basketball. Down to South Carolina at Myrtle Beach at um Carolina Forest Highland Oh yeah, and, Mason uh, Dixon. Mason uh, Mason Garcia's got a new name, Mason Dixon. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <not laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't say that. That cracked me up, but uh, love the voice. Uh, even the best makes mistakes.
0: Oh yeah, I mean no doubt, and the very fact that uh Mason Garcia, a huge future for the Pirates coming up. Uh, no doubt about it. We'll have our, by the way, I know we're doing our basketball overtime. We'll have our season finale show coming up in the next day or two. So stay tuned for that. We'll have other programming to talk about for football, uh, right now. Season for, finale for football. Yes, yeah. uh, for football. And uh, appreciate uh, everybody hanging in there with us. A lot of viewers tonight. If you have comments uh, for Facebook or YouTube, uh, be sure to put those up there. And uh, we're going to have uh, comments from Jaden Gardner and Noah Farrakhan coming up too and uh, the matter of a minute or so so uh, hang in with us for that we want to remind you again the next game of course for basketball is coming up on saturday i just hate that there's going to be no fans uh in the stands it looks like you know what dave
1: the no fans thing and i I get it and i know the ncaa is in charge of all this they have so much more say over things in football than they do fbs or excuse me in basketball Then they do FBS football, and I get we're indoors versus outdoors. But, you know, if you could just have the band and the cheerleaders in the stands for basketball, that would create so much noise in an arena versus, you know, even 7% of fans for football. It it, it could create a real atmosphere. I wish they would at least let the band and the cheerleaders and dance teams be in the stands. I mean, you could social distance them all apart. I mean, it, it it would be nice to create a little bit of atmosphere.
0: No doubt about it, and uh, we'll see. As Jeff Charles mentioned again tonight on the broadcast, one of our good friend for many years. Appreciate you, buddy, for the great call as always, and to mention the fact: no fans for the month of December, and it may not be. They haven't made a decision yet. It may not be for the whole season. We'll see. But, Bub, I know right now where uh, we have Jaden Gardner ready to go. Yep, and we'll hear now from Junior Pirate Ford, Jaden Gardner.
5: All right, Jaden. Um 27 points for you tonight. Talk a little bit about uh, what was working well for you, uh, you know, in your game a little bit. Uh, just my teammates set me up and fighting me, credit to them. Uh, we got, I got out to some uh, easy buckets early, first off turnovers. Uh, we had 24 assists tonight, so they were finding me and set me up, and I was letting the game come to me tonight. That's all i was just you talked a lot about, you know, Focusing on you guys' core principles, defending X's and O's. How do you think y'all did tonight with that? Uh, We need some work. We need some work on it. Uh, They had a lot of tough shots tonight. Credit to them. They came in here. uh, They came in here and uh, hooped their hearts out. Uh, We just got to get better at uh, contesting shots and uh, boxing out and using our lane for more. And I think we'll be ready to go. I mean, second game of the season, got a lot of things to improve on. Um, I played basketball in in a long period of time, so it's expected, but we'll get better. Season
3: hey Jaden, we talked the other day about playing at home in this environment and arena and whatnot. I mean, how did it go from that standpoint? I mean, it's uh, you're used to, you know, a guy that feeds off the crowd. What was what that like? And it's something y'all just have to kind of get used to, obviously this year.
5: Yeah, uh, it's been just kind of feed off the bench and just keep playing our game. Um, it felt like I was. It still felt like I was at home. Um, same, same course, same nets. Um, everything was falling. Uh, Everybody's tonight. I think everyone shot pretty good from the field. Um, so it's, it's nice to be at
0: home trying to use the bench to create our offense. Jaden, you're up to a 2-0 start. I know you got to be happy with that. I know it's uh, those games are now in the past. Uh, what do you guys have to do to continue this win streak? Uh, we just got to keep improving, keep
5: getting better. Um, just keep uh, building on our principles on our defense and keep trusting ourselves. Um, the offense will come, but we got to get better on defense. And once we get better on defense, we can be a more balanced team. And I think we can keep going and keep going, keep going, forward. So that's, we got to keep working on these next few games for a conference. Jaden was it good to face uh, zone defense tonight? I mean, it's something you guys don't see a ton of. So is that a good experience? Yes, Coach talked about it. Uh, we don't see zone that often. So it was good to work against our defense. We might go like 10 minutes a day against zone uh, zone uh, defense. So it was good to see the Kyronic eight, like, Probably went zone after like first five minutes of the game, so like thirty-five minutes is on. So it was it was good to work on it.
0: Anything else for Jaden, guys? All right, thanks. Thanks to Jaden Gardner, appreciate him very much as uh, he's really come on strong. And uh, each year, he seems like his game is going to get bigger and bigger, guys. And I really believe if uh, if they are going to give an extra, which they are, an extra year of eligibility, um, his his stock definitely could go up, and maybe he could sneak in a second round of the NBA draft in a couple of years. We will have to wait and see. But right now, he's uh, focusing on his college game, and uh, certainly, I'm just really happy with the uh, the start so far with uh, with you know the very fat guys that you're looking at with uh, East Carolina and with uh, sports in general with COVID. Just the fact that you're getting games is great, uh, and the fact you don't worry about your opponent. The Pirates uh, certainly took care of business tonight, and uh, have the next game Saturday. Uh, Kyle, I know that uh, fans not being in the stands uh, plays a big part, and uh, like you were talking about with the cheerleaders, and I know they're off right now. Thanks to Bays, mentioned that uh, they won't be back until January, but uh, certainly wouldn't hurt to have uh, the dance team and cheerleaders and the band if you could somehow space them out. Uh, when, when they do come back in, yeah, they're, uh, June. On
1: because they're not allowed to be in the stadium or because they're not allowed to be in the arena, If they were allowed to be in there. They probably wouldn't be off. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's just where we're, where we're at right now with COVID and believe me, I've had COVID, so I'm not, I'm not discounting it. It's, and it's no fun. And I had a, I had a, you know, non-deadly case, thankfully. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, believe me, I believe, believe now more than ever in, uh, needing to social distance and wear your mask, um. But I, I just think there, there's a way you could do it safely with the band and the cheerleaders and the dance team. Um, uh, you cross the board college basketball. And speaking of college basketball, guys, some big games on right now. Kansas and Kentucky is on ESPN if anybody wants to watch it.
0: Good question, Bubba. Hey, by the way, I uh, want to mention too that uh, we've got, let's go to our next player in uh, Noah Farrakhan. You got him running? Yeah, the highly
2: talented freshman guard for East Carolina, Noah Farrakhan, six points. Three assists tonight in his first action as a pirate, and let's hear from Noah Faircon right now.
1: Hey guys, we'll take questions for Noah.
5: Noah, you got your first experience in college ball tonight, and you look comfortable right off the bat. Uh, talk about how it felt for you out there to hit your first two shots. Uh, it
6: felt good. It felt amazing. You know, give credit to my team first and foremost for encouraging me, keeping me level um, yeah, it. and yeah, it was just a great experience.
3: be out there with them. Noah how have you embraced this role obviously coming off the bench and and trying to provide the the team with a spark I mean you did that tonight is that kind of how you're going to approach these next few games you know it's obviously different from when you were you know the star player on your team in high school that type of thing um there's
6: there's no difference you know I'm a team player for sure and um when the guys are rolling you know I just want to be the big supporter Any way I can get in and fit in that's that's the role I play here you know, and um, just you know, continue to work hard every day, and um, that's really the motto. I mean, Coach Dooley, he he knows what he's doing, so I believe in him. So it's been it was a good really good outing tonight.
0: Noah, talk about the transition you make now from high school, where you're like the big man on campus, to now where you're the freshman. How big? How much of a change is it from the high school ball to college ball?
6: Uh it's it's been a it's been a a uh, huge change, I can't lie to you. But um, overall, the transition, you know, the guys making me feel more more at home, more welcome. My coaches, they're more encouraging, so they just, it's made the transition so much easier. And um, that's why I, you can see the confidence when I come in the game, it just it looks, it looks natural. So it's been real well. You no,
5: know, how odd was it for your home opener in college to be in front of no fans? And I know you guys played Charlotte in front of no fans, but. In a traditional sense, you'd be welcomed by a big crowd. So is that is that kind of different?
6: Uh, yeah, it's different. I'm used to you know playing in front of a lot, a lot of guys, and uh, uh it's been it was it was a little weird at first, but then you just think about it as, like open gym, playing open gym with the guys, and just against another team. So it was it's a, it's a weird, but it's a good good experience at the same time.
5: Mm-hmm. Anything else from you guys?
0: All right, Noah Farrakhan, the freshman guard there, uh, one of the big recruits uh, for Joe Dooley's 2.0 career, second time around for Dooley, as you know, and uh, season number three, I think a huge year. I know it's two games in. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I think it's going to be a huge year for the Pirates, as we talked about in the beginning of overtime, this show uh, the very fact that they didn't play very well, but yet they still took care of business. 91 to 62 tonight over the, uh, battling bishops of North Carolina, Wesleyan and Rocky Mount. So a uh, great win for the pirates, uh, Kyle. And now it's, uh, yeah. yeah, you
1: know, they asked Noah about the transition from high school to college. I'd like to ask him about the transition from New Jersey to Greenville. Has he, uh, is he getting used to, to being in the South and Eastern North Carolina barbecue? And, uh, a little bit, just a little bit different culture down here than up there. Uh, I'd, I'd like to no, know how that transition is going for him.
0: And <laughs> hey, what's what, what's his favorite barbecue place, right? Uh, <laughs> uh you know, I, you
1: know I, I don't know that he has one yet, but uh, it, it should be bees. But uh, you know, who knows? I just I always find it interesting when guys from the Northeast come down here and what what they think of the area. So some of them, some, some people, when they come in here, they love it, they take right to it, and other guys, uh, it takes them a while,
0: no doubt about it. In fact, uh, we're we're going to now move Bubba to Radford. Uh, Radford is on the clock for two o'clock on Saturday. Again, it'll be a one thirty, t- uh, a two o'clock tip off, and one thirty will be when the uh, Pirate Radio Network goes on the air with Jeff Charles and. Is that Cy a EC
1: Plus game, guys, or is that one uh, streamed on ECPirates.com?
0: Uh, that one, let's see for that game on Saturday, it will be ESPN plus. All right. So we have it looks like it'll be um, I think the yeah, the next three that we have are definitely uh, ESPN plus next week. This one was uh, obviously add-on uh, game, so that's why they did what they did tonight this late after, late afternoon. So uh, Bub, I know with uh, Radford, we want to talk about that and uh, and wrap up the show.
2: Yeah, we already we touched on Radford and, you know, from the standpoint of them losing so much off of last year's team, but this is a program that's used to winning. Mike Jones is in his tenth season there. Um, he took over a program back in twenty ten and or excuse me, twenty eleven and twenty twelve, um, that had won just five games prior to his arrival. Um year one he only won six, but then year two won thirteen and five out of the last seven, he's won at least twenty one ball games. So this is wow. a program It's a program that has um, established a winning culture, to say the least. And so don't let that 0-3 mark fool you. Yes, they have new players, but this is a program that's used to winning. So uh, hopefully we'll come out uh, on Saturday, you know, tighten the screws on some of those things, like falling asleep on the inbounds passes and some of the uh, silly turnovers we had, even though we haven't turned the ball over much this year. and A lot of the ones that we had – um, against Charlotte as well as tonight, um, were are just ones that were unforced. So tighten the screws there, and um, I, I like our chances of uh, getting to three and zero on Saturday against the solid Rutherford program.
1: And guys, cardboard cutouts. Uh, I don't know when they're going to start showing up. Fifty dollars a pop. Um, uh, any any anybody you guys would like to see, or any any characters, any any animals. I mean, what what would you guys like to see cardboard cutouts of? At uh, Williams Arena, Benji's Coliseum. Who or
0: what? Well, since you uh, had a nice theme at the beginning of the show, what about Rudolph uh, for this time of year? <laughs> you
1: Rudolph, guy, okay. how you go? Uh, any, 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 I think one of the
2: things we're going to see. Uh, I, I mean, you know, whether it's a, a Shane Cardin or you know some of our more recognizable athletes, um, whether it's from recent history or maybe uh, guys that played, um, you know, Dwayne Harris. Um, uh, justin hardy different ones like that i think you may see um, that and recognizable alums um may whether it's a you know vince mcMahon or uh, someone like uh, sandra Bullock who, who knows I, there, there are plenty of options and directions to go with that and that's something that i know you, i think you and i have talked about it Kyle i know dave and i have in, in terms of uh you know using that to to maybe get some attention uh, not only for the program but Around the around the country, not only with the East Carolina alums and uh, recognizable hey. faces, recognizable faces with Pirate Nation, but you know whether it's you know Dick Vitale or di- or different um, celebrities.
1: Yeah, hey, well, you know, I, one idea I had is the Bark in the Park is always a a big uh, a, a big success. So why not uh why not let's do one game where we uh where we advertise it where, you know, people can pay 50 bucks like always, but we have one game where we try to get everybody to, you know, maybe get a couple thousand uh, cardboard cutouts of their dogs and uh, have a That's a great idea. have bark at the Coliseum or I don't know what the hell you'd call it, but pirate basketball has gone to the dogs and just dogs throughout the whole stadium. You know, people spend money. People love the damn pets. That might get people to spend their $50 more than anything to see their dog on TV.
0: That's true. I, I like that. I, I, hey, sign me up for any way we can get more money in there for sure. How about uh, Brendan's comment? Can we put that up on the screen above? <laughs> uh, he said he'd like to see a cardboard off of a pissed off cow from LaGrange.
1: <laughs> I, you know, Brendan, you know what? I, I'll take the picture. You spend the 50 bucks.
0: There you go. That sounds like a great <laughs> partnership. Sounds good. And then uh, Brendan puts up Scott Van Pelt, uh, SVP. Love that. Uh Huge fan of uh, SVP. How about, how
1: about a cardboard cutout of Coach Houston
0: knocking the shit
1: out of uh, out of what's his face? Help me out, Bubba. Um, I
0: don't know where you're going. Out here. Yeah, the, I know
1: the, form, know the former punter who thinks he's a tough guy and thinks he's a wrestler now.
2: Pat McAfee.
1: Pat McAfee. Yeah. Well, why, why not? Uh, <laughs> why not have Houston? You know. And by the way, you know McAfee. You know he, he he's wanting to get involved in WWE. He thinks he's a tough guy. He was a frigging kicker. I think Mike Houston would whip the dog crap out of Pat McAfee. Oh Pat yeah. Pat McAfee likes to the- talk crap. I, he, why don't you step in the ring? Why don't we have a shoot fight and, 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 and let's have a fundraiser and have, have a uh, Pat McAfee versus, versus, uh, versus Mike Houston and see who wins.
0: That, that would be a great PPV, a uh, great pay-per-view. And uh, certainly we could do that at Williams arena. Uh, I mean, that guy was out of yeah. control. He was, uh, that was so ludicrous. And, uh, I know that part of it may have been tongue in cheek, but um, but for him to uh, say what he's well, look, Dave. I don't know if you realize this. When I say he, especially when I say he wants to get involved after that game, uh, when I
1: say he wants to get involved in wrestling, I'm not joking. He he he, he currently is a, it, it has a contract with WWE and uh, is in WWE developmental and NXT. Right. He, yeah, he thinks he's a tough guy. He, he's he's a he's a trash talking right. clown. He's a trash talking clown. And, and, and what he hadn't done is he hasn't met the original trash-talking clown, and that'd be me, Kyle from LaGrange. And uh, if Pat wants to talk trash, look, I don't know Houston ain't much of a trash-talker. I'll manage Mike Houston. Pat can step in the ring with Coach Houston. I'll talk the trash for Houston, and then i just let Mike Houston knock him the hell out.
0: Yeah, Houston's <laughs> going to talk with his fist, or <laughs> that Bion- Bionic elbow, or um, he'll knock him right out. I think, hey— by the way, we'll call him Iron Mike Houston, right? I mean, he yeah. could just get a like a punt, one, uh, one punch in and he's well, you, and you saw
1: a temple man, his biceps were about to explode out of his shirt after that, after that win. So, you <laughs> no know, question
0: about it he might be on no the question. juice.
1: I don't know.
0: I don't know, but uh, I put my money on Mike Houston, he's a winner through and through. Uh, can't wait to do our, our season ending show coming up here in the next day or two. That's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh. Certainly Coach Houston had a press conference today to uh, to end that. We'll be talking about that later on. Great victory for the Pirates tonight, 91-62. Do you guys have anything before we go? Last thing I have, Dave, is, um, you
2: know, Brennan brought up Scott Van Pelt. Um, and SVP was chiming in on Saturday when we were up 45-7 at halftime. The ECU football Twitter, uh, which is, of course, at ECU Pirates FB, um, that account tweeted that that is not a misprint and with the 45, seven halftime score. And then Scott Van Pelt uh, responded or quote tweeted it and said, said no
0: quarter.
1: There you go. Appreciate Appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully more of that to come next year. And I got a feeling there will be.
0: Yeah. I loved his reaction after the Tulsa game. That was classic and legendary. So, uh, appreciate SVP for all the support he's given the pirates, uh, this season and certainly next season is going to be fantastic. And I tell you what, hey uh, Bubba, can you go back and put up Pirate Al? That's a great way to end the show. Uh, his comment, uh, if you can scroll back up and uh, Pirate Al, we love him. Alan Powell says we're winning the IT this year and going to Omaha in baseball. Pirate Al, <laughs> uh, I love you, man. You know what? You know why that is not ridiculous? Because as we say all the time, it's twenty twenty. How can you explain ECU going not for Cincinnati? much longer? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No doubt we've got a month. Uh, anyway, I, I, so. I, I'll make one last comment for my part.
1: I, I don't know for whatever reason. I just have a good feeling about basketball. And I know when you're 2 and 0, oh, it's easy to have that feeling. But I'm not the biggest basketball guy. I, you know, it's it just it, I, football, then baseball, then basketball typically. But I, I don't know. Just for some reason, I'm enjoying it so far this year, and uh, obviously it's easy to enjoy when you're winning, but I just got a good feeling that uh, this is going to be a fun season for basketball.
0: No question, and you look at with baseball. Cliff Godwin's the, uh, you know, I mean, what can you say? Nothing bad on this podcast uh, that we're going to say about Cliff Godwin. We love that guy and uh, what he's doing. Uh, Dietrich, I mean, they've got the arms this year for baseball, so basketball and baseball are going to be even better. And then, you know what, football with 21 Telling you it's going to be a great year to be a pirate. Go ahead and get on the bandwagon. Uh, one more thing, but before we go, I don't know if you have that, uh, force at the bottom of the screen, the ticker, but, uh, I will definitely please give money to the pirate club. They had the, uh, guess the score and, uh, they, they had that. And of course you can donate the score. Uh, what was it? Uh, $52 and 38 cents or it was $523 and 80 cents, uh, whatever you can give. But, uh, Give them a call. Whatever you can give, give them a call, 252-737-4540. Again, 252-737-4540. Give them a call, and it's going to be fantastic. I appreciate, Bubba, your hard work uh, behind the scenes on getting everything ready for tonight. Fans, thank you so much. Until next time, we'll have our next day or two, our season-ending show for football. We have the preview for Radford, and we'll have the post-game, our overtime for Radford. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. So we'll do that and much more. And until next time, you've been watching and listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime right on the right here on the sports objective. Good night, everybody. Go Pirates.